This week on Access Louisville, a controversial council of CEOs is back. It's got a new name and an expanded mission. But can it get anything done? Also, reporter Marty Finley is here, and he's going to tell us about another classy new apartment complex. But I've got to ask, are we getting too many? We're all talk. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Hi, hi. Jason Thomas. Bonjour, ça va. And Marty Finley. How's it going? I was not ready for that. Bonjour. <laughs> My high school French is coming back. Oh, yeah. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast of Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. Guys, a big story on our website this week was a story about a restaurant called Butchertown Pizza Company. It's closing after a two-year run. This restaurant is from Chef Alan Rosenberg, who also opened Papalinos, Fauntleroy's, and Citizen 7, if you remember those. Those have all closed. I hated to see this one go because I loved Butchertown Pizza Company's New York-style pizza. So my question for you guys, for you guys is, which pizza joint in town, the, which local pizza joint is the best in town? And I'm going to start with Brooke. So my favorite local pizza joint, hands down, is Cole's Artisan Pizza. Um, I just, sometimes I will crave their Hawaiian pizza. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, some people think it's a crime to put pineapple on a pizza, but I don't even care. It's delicious. I, I like pineapple on a pizza. Uh, my three-year-old son loves it. <laughs> okay, so David and your three-year-old, see, I'm in good company. Definitely, yeah. Um, how about you, uh, Jason? Well... As a German town dweller, I'm inclined to say the post. Post, but yeah. but but everybody loves a post. So I'm I'm gonna throw a curveball here. I'm gonna say Danny Max at Tim Tam Tavern. Oh man, it's affordable. It's delicious. There was two locations of that, right? And now there's that's only right. one. Uh, there's one at the Melwood Center now, I okay. think. And uh, they were at a VFW or a, a, yeah, that's a, what I was. A, yeah, that closed. Yeah. But now it's at the uh, the refurbished uh, Danny Max there on uh, Clark Lane, I think it is. It's yeah. delicious. I've heard good things, but I haven't tried. Mm, Shay Van Hoy's a big fan too. Yeah, yeah, I think that's who <laughs> I heard good things from. Uh, Marty, what do you got? Uh, so the place I like isn't a purely pizza joint, but. Um, they do have really good pizza, and it's uh, come back in. I knew you were going to yeah. say that. I knew it, too. I knew it, too. You have bragged on their pizza <laughs> oh, yeah, he loves so that many pizza. times. So they had two locations. The one in Jeffersonville, which is where I live, closed about a year ago. But it's something else now, right? Yeah, it, it's called The Town. It's it's good. It's not it's Do they not keep the pizza in. on the menu? They it? kept some of the pizza. Not my favorite. Oh, my God. But they're still the Germantown location, so they're still... One location. That's solid it. pizza. It is. But I do. Yeah. I, their pizza is a little bit different than the other ones in town, and so that would be my number one pick. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna rock the suburbs and say <laughs> Chubby Ray's in J Town. <laughs> I've said that many times. <laughs> Great pizza place. It's a long drive from downtown though, so uh, you know, kind of hard to get there. But wonderful pizza if you're if you're out that way. Uh, stop in the Chubby Rays. So uh, that sounded like an ad. So sorry, about that. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, it's uh, it's too easy sometimes to slip into advertisements. Um, let's see. Uh, 
So I'm going to switch gears on that terrible note, and uh, we're going to talk about Scala, or as it's known today, Impetus. Uh, Scala is the controversial CEO council. This uh, was basically announced last year, and um, it kind of fell flat on its face when it first was announced. Uh, but now it's back. It's got a new name. It's got a new mission. And Marty, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so <clears throat> Scala is an acronym for the Steering Committee for Action on Louisville's Agenda. This is something that was really spearheaded by David Jones Sr., of course, passed away last week. Um, you know, he was wanting to see a group of uh, influential and highly successful CEOs come together and kind of deal with some of the problems facing Louisville uh, and its growth. Mm-hmm. We've seen this. I mean, there's a group in Milwaukee that's been around since the 40s. Columbus has a really strong CEO council. Um, and so does uh, Nashville and some other cities. Most cities our size or, or bigger have a, some kind of steering committee mm-hmm. made up of very influential business leaders. This group uh, had a lot of issues. Um, the timing of it being revealed, which has actually come out, it leaked through an um, Insider Louisville article in early 2018. Right. It didn't leak. Well, no. Didn't no. they tell them about it? Well, I think some members... It leaked from some members, but the, okay. the board of directors did not want it to come out when it did. Oh, okay. Got so it. that's why I said it leaked. Um, okay. They were still kind of in just the startup phase. They had really no nothing definitive to present the community, so that was part of the issue. Um, but also, there was just the timing was right when the JCPS takeover was being talked about yeah. in the state. Yeah. One of their issues is they really want to work on the governance structure of JCPS, and um, that was a big issue with... David Jones, he felt like there was too much focus on kind of minutiae, not enough focus on, you know, actually teaching kids and getting them ready for the workforce. So, mm-hmm. but that sort of kind of got misconstrued, at least as the group says, by um, some of the issues with that potential state state takeover, which never happened. There was a kind of a compromise between JCPS and the state. But yeah. There was a lot of fear at that time, and so they kind of got sucked up into that. And their name didn't help either because it's no, sort of like it the sounds sky. like they're this kind of looks menacing. Some kind does. of lizard people, lizard, I believe. <laughs> yeah, well, the it's funny because no one really knows how to pronounce it. So some people call it Scala, some people call it Scala, and then some people call it Scala, which sounds <laughs> yeah, scala. especially frightening. So, um, <laughs> especially frightening. so I think Scala fought Godzilla yes. at one point. <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, the name, they said, you know, they actually kind of did a reboot in January. And, we, and they admitted we, that the name was bad. They admitted the name was bad, uh, that the acronym, you know, just wasn't working. Mm. And, you know, even with the name, the actual name, the word agenda just sounds loaded. Like, you've got, right, yeah. you've got some sinister some plan. kind of agenda. So they were having these meetings, in cl- like closed-door meetings, which also was panned by the public once this came out. So they had a meeting, I think, last year at Bellarmine, it was open to the public. It was like a PowerPoint presentation. It was kind of dry. Yeah. And so a lot of the interest... I think just, a lot of people were like, oh, a this lot is the, boring. A lot of interest just... People just folded Where's up Where's the human and sacrifice? <laughs> well, I joked about it last week. It's like, there was no black robes and there was no cauldron. So... <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so they, they rebooted sort of officially, still under that name, in January. But then they sort of were quiet up until yeah. just last week when we talked to Sandra Frazier, the the chair of the group, and she said, hey, we've got a new name. We truly try to find something that, for one thing, wasn't scary and wasn't something that would kind of work yeah. against us. But, um, you know, the word impetus is sort of like the whole... A force to change. We, we, change. we ended up yes. looking this word up after we... And so that's what they feel like they can be with their money influence 
um, and connections. So mm-hmm. um, that's where the name came from. They worked with Red 7E, which is a local advertising firm that sort of helped them figure out the word. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they want to stay away from scary acronyms and try to find a word that really summed up yeah. what they're trying to do. So the timing of this is is also strange because uh, David Jones Sr. just passed away yep. uh, last week. And... Um, and this announcement came after that, and this was one of the, this was the thing he, that he really believed in. So, did they discuss that at all? Uh, the fact that they were announcing this, yeah, we actually right after his death. we actually talked about the timing of that. We yeah. decided to hold the story. We actually met last week, um, but we decided to hold the story till Tuesday to get past the yeah, just to get past the funeral there, the public visitation on Monday. But uh, as I understand it, Sanders said he stayed involved. He was sort of in a kind of a background role. Sure. Um, but he was still involved up until this summer when his health started to deteriorate. He sort of disengaged, but you know he was definitely wanting this group to continue. He was basically the reason they conti- they decided not to break up. They actually yeah. just talked about just disbanding and forgetting yeah. about it. But they and said, he was a know, mentor to several mo- of the people. Yeah, on most there, of them. So. Most of the board, you know, um, you know, you got Ed Glasscock, Mike Mountjoy, Sandra Frazier, Sean O'Leary. All these people looked at him as a as a mentor and sort of a you know almost like a father figure in some some capacities. Um, and you know, he's been there for them since they were first got started in the business community here in Louisville. So, um, you know, they all said he wouldn't want us to quit. So I think we should try it again. Yeah. Give it another shot. So, um, they feel like, I feel like, you know, they're trying to, you know, actually create something that, that'll work going forward with yeah. this name change. So they have new goals in, yep. in addition to the new name. What are some of the new goals? So they were very lofty. Yeah. So, um, they have like they had three pillars they built the the group on initially that was the JCPS governance reform, public safety improvements, and expanded air service, which is something we've talked about on here quite a bit, is to get more airlines right. and flights and all that. Um, but now they've added what they call a task force on fin- fiscal issues, mm-hmm. and they're going to look at pension reform and tax reform, two issues that the state and GLI and Kentucky Chamber and a bunch of people said are, are sorely needed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people said tax reform is kind of crucial for Louisville or Kentucky to be able to compete with other states into the future mm-hmm. for business. So, um, so they've added that to their kind of arsenal. They have not released any plans on what that task force is going to do because they're just now starting to meet and discuss, and uh, they may uh, hire a consultant to help kind of yeah. draft the strategy. But um, that's one a, of their that's goals a new was to make Louisville the most yes. What what was it? Well, this was this is a vision statement that they put out. You know, yeah. most of these groups work long term. They work 10, 20 years into the future. That's how yeah. um Nashville would kind of put together like a twenty year plan when they got together in the nineties. So they want to be one of the most inclusive cities in the nation by twenty thirty, and included in that was that they want to be the top tourist destination and the nation outside of the coastal, you know, the West Coast and East Coast. So look out in Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> so Las Vegas, Las Vegas, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Dallas. You know, We're so, yeah. For you. <laughs> Austin, you know, all these. We're you know, laughing, but, you know, it's good to have a big. But, I mean, you know, it's so. 10 years down the road. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what Louisville will look like in 10 years. Especially right, I mean, you can see Nashville's growth. I mean, Nashville. Especially if, if we said, get so, Topgolf. No, if you said 20 years ago that Nashville would be where it was today, you'd probably people would probably laugh at you. Yeah. Right, exactly. I remember going to Nashville 20 years ago. So we're laughing, but. Pretty sleepy at the time. <laughs> yeah, bachelor party was it? <laughs> so, um, so we're laughing, but it is good to have you know big I mean, ideas. You know what I liked seeing about this group is that everything was very nebulous the whole time that we've been writing about them until now. Yeah, and they feel like they have some concrete goals. Yeah. Now I don't know how they're going to get to those goals. They haven't said that yet, but at least they're saying here's here's the kind of the path that we want to take. Yeah. 
And that's really what you got to have to get anything done. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about the launch, but I think we've covered that. So I'll ask the panel, uh, you know, what are you guys' thoughts on this organization? It would, like I, we were alluding to, it was kind of maligned as some kind of secretive cult when it first <laughs> came out. Um, but it really hasn't done anything, good or bad. Uh, it's, uh, I can't actually think that they've accomplished anything yet. I don't think they, I'm, I'm not trying to run them down. I don't think they think they've accomplished yeah, anything no, yet. I don't think they really like try to do anything. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Basically, it came out, they looked bad, they went away for a while. They rebranded, yeah. <laughs> and now they're back. So, um, uh, so Brooke, I'll start with you. You know, do you? Um, what are your opinions on this? So, you know, this group has had a rocky start, and um, I think that we should give them the runway to to do something. You know, mm -hmm. I think that um, here is a group of people who are saying, "I want to make this city better." And they're smart people. And they're smart people who have had, who have run very successful businesses. Let's give them the runway. Let's get you know. Let's reserve some judgment yeah. before you know we start. You know, tar and feathering them. You know, I mean, whatever. We'll just hang to on to the their... pitchforks for a couple right. Hang <laughs> on to the pitchforks. Yeah, let's give let's them give the them... rope to hang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I mean, I think that we need to reserve judgment and let them. You know, try to accomplish something. Yeah. Like let's let's give them. Yeah, that's something we actually did a. I think Shay wrote a editorial back when this first came out. Is like, let's give them a chance. Like they yeah. may end up being bad for Louisville. Maybe their plans yeah. don't work, and we can criticize them. But at here that is point. a whole group but of yeah, people who are ready to make things better. Let's give so it a shot. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. Give them a shot. And people were yeah. people were accusing them of a lot of bad things. And I think one of Shay's points were, hey, it's just a group of people trying to come together and improve something. Like, what's more American than like getting together with people like minded that you know that that want to you know participate civically so well um, it was spearheaded by david jones senior so it's pretty much predestined to succeed so <laughs> they have to have way. focus and they have to have transparency uh, which i think yeah. was a huge problem obviously early on so yeah. the fact that they've come up with this plan and have invested with uh, trying to develop that um, you know it's all about the community and as long as they stay transparent and and, and are, mm -hmm. are, are open about what they're trying to accomplish i think yeah. it's a great thing yeah, we've heard, uh, like you mentioned earlier, you know, these councils can be very effective in other cities. Uh, we haven't seen anything out of impetus yet. Uh, the healthcare CEO council, meanwhile, is, is another group of CEOs that are working to try and affect change. They're a group of companies trying to promote Louisville's aging care businesses, and they have made an impact. So uh, I think Shay, our editor, uh, we keep referring to him um, and not saying <laughs> who he is, but uh, our editor here at Business First it was talking about this and, and mentioned that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a group of people who are actually doing something. He, he said, I don't really have a strong opinion on Scala because they haven't done anything, so <laughs> there's nothing to have an opinion on. So, mm. so let's hope that changes. Um, I think that's it as far as this topic goes, unless you guys have anything else to add. I'm going to move us on. We're going to keep this kind of brief here. Um, but we got another uh, swanky new apartment. This one's not, you know, um, overly luxurious, I guess. But it, it did look like it was a pretty upscale place. It's over in Clarksville. It's called Clarksville Lofts. Um, Marty, why don't you tell us a little bit about that project? Yeah, I think what's most interesting about this is that they took a fairly rundown motel that many people refer to. And they did in their actual, like, media advisory for their ribbon cutting as an yeah. eyesore. Uh, and it had a lot of run-ins with the police over the years, the Crest Motel there um, off of uh, 65. But, um, you know, they took that and turned it into something completely different. You know, yeah. they sort of like took the base of the Hope Motel and turned it into apartments, which you don't see that very often. You see 
hotels get upgraded and you see apartments sometimes get upgraded, but you don't see motels turned into apartments. Especially motels, uh, you know, that are kind of notorious. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, one thing Brandon Denton, Denton Floyd Real Estate out of Louisville is the one that did the project. He said, you know, we love to take something that is worn out and maybe a little bit um, controversial mm-hmm. and do something good with it. So. That's sort of the. I, the I love that spirit because yeah. there's mm-hmm. so many buildings and rundown properties around here that you know could use a new life, and mm-hmm. I think that's a great and goal. So, yeah. So what they're doing, they're mostly studio. There's about 40 units, uh, mostly studios, because as you know, motel rooms are very small. Yeah. So these are about 440 to 620 or so square feet. So they're fairly small units, but uh, they have uh, uh, they've upgraded those with you know the uh, white cabinetry the stainless steel appliances really give them that kind of modern feel. And then what I found the most interesting is what they did with the rest of the property. They, they put a really cool clubhouse in with a really nice game room, mm-hmm. added, a, added a pool outside, a grilling area. They built these wooden trellises that go over the parking lot. So that was kind of a nice little touch that you don't mm-hmm. see very often. So they've done little things to kind of make it stand out, yeah, make it look a little bit different. So um, it's definitely, you know, a big improvement over what was there. Yeah, sure. Uh, one thing I want to be, uh, I wanted to bring up, you know, we've seen so many new apartment complexes come online. Are there too many apartment complexes? It seems like you're writing about a new luxurious apartment complex. I mean, everyone knows around here that my least favorite words are new luxury <laughs> apartments because we talk about them all the time and we write about them all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Why do you feel that way? Because there are, I think there are too many. And I think that um, as a millennial, we're being um, kind of forced into luxury apartment living and not the ability to have home ownership. Yeah. Also, I don't know that a lot of people, young people can afford these apartments. Like right. they're very high priced. They're <laughs> super high priced. So, the, that's the thing I'm hearing the most is that I'm starting to hear, because for the longest time I've been asking, are there too many? And, you know, the, the experts are saying, no, we're still saying, good. Nope. We're still absorbing these. I'm just now getting a little bit of pushback saying maybe we're getting a little bit to a saturation point, Mm -hmm. but we're also definitely getting to a saturation point of luxury apartments because Mm -hmm. the prices are getting a little out of hand. The the prices are out of hand. And and yeah, of course, you know, the the, the developers are saying that there's not too many because people are just being forced into them. So if you want to have a nice place to live with that subway tile and that granite countertop, you're going to choose that. And then you don't have the option to start saving for your home Mm -hmm. ownership. When I first moved back here about six years ago, um, I got an apartment on Riverside Drive in Jeffersonville. Um, it was in an old historic home. I think there were four units in there. But I had a beautiful front porch with a beautiful view of the Ohio River. So I guess it kind of depends on what your perception of luxury is. I think this was $700 a month. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm no commercial real estate expert, but these, <laughs> they're building these for a reason. So I, if there a market there, I, I don't know if it's getting saturated. Somebody I thinks think there's a market too. there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what the trend happens. I don't know. I remember when I was in my mid-20s and they opened uh, Mercantile Lofts on, uh, on Main Street. Oh, yeah. And it was like, uh, I don't know exactly the advertising campaign, but it was like downtown living for creative individuals or something like that. I'm like, I'm creative. I can't <laughs> afford to live there. <laughs> so, um, but. Uh, well, one thing you're already seeing, like in Nashville, where this is growing, you know, kind of exponentially is they're processing. They've got to the point where people are moving out of Nashville because they can't afford housing there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I so, have a friend you know, moving that, to Indy I don't think she can't afford Nashville I think, anymore. I don't think Louisville is to that point yet, but I don't think we want to get to that point. Um, but yeah, you've got some, you know, two, three bedroom apartments that are going for upwards of two thousand dollars a month. Yeah. 
And a lot of people can't just can't afford that. So. Yeah, I think another issue is kind of look at the gentrification angle. Look at the Fourth Street; those apartments there. I mean, they're beautiful, but at what cost? Um, right. So yeah, there's a bigger issue on, to look. They're on the luxury end, so yeah. they're pretty those, expensive. Yeah, those are pretty expensive. I remember um, when they oh, they opened. I was like, so you, I wish I didn't have to live in a you, house. Yeah, you've <laughs> been <laughs> you've heard a little bit more from the mayor in this recent, like the last year or so, really pushing for more affordable housing. The good news with the Clarksville office is they're like in the 700 range. Yeah. So yeah. Clarksville's not, a little cheaper because really, it's like yeah. 200 square feet. Southern Indiana. Yeah, they're a little bit, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit cheaper. It's a motel Indiana. room. <laughs> so, uh, no, I was kidding. Brandon. Did. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, you know, it's something we're definitely watching. I think usually when there's the real saturation point is comes when you can't finance these anymore because eventually lenders are like, no way. This isn't going <laughs> to yeah. pay off. There's yeah. too many apartments mm, here. Yeah. So that's when we'll really see, I think, the oversaturation point yeah. is blenders start pulling back on and finances. And just commercial real estate prospectors out there. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, I want to bring up single-family homes while we're on this subject. Brooke, uh, are there too few single-family homes? You've been yeah, learning I, about this I from experience. I have been learning um, <laughs> from experience. Um, I've been looking for my first home. Um, and so I, the real estate market is just bonkers right now with single family homes, and especially in that lower price point, mm. under two fifty. Mm. And um, from experience, the house that I am currently in the process of purchasing, um, you know, I had to I viewed it um, in the evening, put in an offer that day, and you know that just it moves so fast. You don't have a chance to really think about it. Is this the right house for me? I mean, I think that the one I've chosen is the right house for me, but, um, you know, you don't get a lot of time to decide because there's 10 people or 50 people lining up behind you who will take the house no matter what. And we've talked about this on the show before. No one's building small single family homes right now. No, Not in that 150 to 300. I mean, you're seeing everything. Most of the homes I'm seeing built is starts around 300 and go up to you know, six or 7,000, 100,000. So I mean, I I would have loved to have, I, I would have actually sacrificed you know, living in the the city, the center of the city for a brand new home, if I could have afforded one out in the, in yeah. the, the right. In the a city. lot of the but new homes that are going up are luxury and yeah, and there are mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of building in the east end. There's not a lot of building in other parts of town. So yeah. and the east end tends to be more expensive. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, before we sign off, I'm going to go around the room and let everyone share their social media handles also when brooke hosted the show a few weeks ago she did something that i think was a good idea she asked a question as we were going out um i'm not going to ask the same question but i'm going to ask you to share something that you're working on uh something you want to plug um you know a project that's coming up or recently published so uh marty i'll start with you uh, I'm at BFLU Marty. That's primarily where I'm at uh, for work. Um, also on LinkedIn, trying to be more active on there. I know that a lot of our, a lot of my uh, contacts are on there. LinkedIn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and um, also more of a personal side, but I'm also on Facebook. Um, as for what I'm working on, I'm actually working on a um, a big sort of like comprehensive look at the Nulu neighborhood. We've written a lot lately about a lot of new big ticket projects yeah. that are coming there. So we're talking to some of the developers um, and some others who have been involved, some business owners there about, you know, how it's changed, where it's at in the process, what, what's still to come, what's missing. Um, so that's going to be coming out here in a few weeks. I'm pretty happy, excited about how that's going. Um, one thing kind of piggybacking off what we were talking about is, you know, several people told me that they need, there needs to be a chance to be home ownership in Nulu. There's not a lot of that. So they're wanting to see some, you know, maybe some condos or something pop mm-hmm. up that people could buy, you know, and actually own in Nulu. So 
but that's a project you can look for in early o- October. That'll be a cover story, and it's uh, going pretty well so far. Mm-hmm. All right, Jason, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at Scoop Thomas. And, I uh, love that handle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take credit for it. Back in the day, uh, one of my colleagues at the Indy Star uh, sent that my way, and I'm forever thankful. Pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, it's my second week on the job here, so I'm um, just still getting my, my feet wet yeah. and hoping to meet with the reporting staff. Marty, uh, you're, you're on my schedule uh, one-on-one just to, to get to know them better and to develop coverage as we move forward. Yeah. How about you, Brooke? So you can find me um, on Twitter at, um, at BFLU Designer. I don't use my Twitter a ton, so... Um, Forgive me if I don't respond if you tweet at me. Um, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at btimmons26. Um, this is my personal handle, but you're more than welcome to follow me. Um, I have some recent vacation pics from uh, San Diego on there that you can check out. Awesome. Um, and uh, as for a project that I'd like to talk about, um, in this Friday's issue, uh, September 27th, we have our at-home magazine coming mm-hmm. out. And um, this is the first time I've been the editor of that project, and I'm very excited about it. Um, I think it turned out really well. We uh, have a cover story on Oxmoor Farm, and, I mean, the the absolute beauty that is that property. So um, be sure to check that out. Um, I did a DIY at my parents' house, um, mm. changed some draperies, so uh, super exciting. Did they know? <laughs> 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 just came home one day while they were asleep. <laughs> Um, I mean, I did have a little bit to do with the creative direction in the process, um, and there were some things that were nixed, but um, <laughs> but yes, they did know. So um, so check that out. I'm very excited about this project, and if you have any ideas um, or would like to you know, think your home or some uh, project that you think should be featured not home, let me know. Um, you can email me at, at btimmons um, at bizjournals.com. All right, and my Twitter handle is bfludavid, and I'm also on Instagram at dman3001. Uh, as far as stuff to plug, I am putting together a whole big bunch of our uh, 40 Under 40 content. Uh, we've already put a lot of that out, but I'm working on some more uh, video stuff. Uh, should be posting later this week. So uh, check check our website, which is LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com, for some of that. So uh, that's it for this week. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe at popular podcast services, including Apple, Spotify, Google, or others. Thank you very much, Marty, Jason, and Brooke. Thank you guys for listening at home. Bye.